Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today is another AMA episode. That is, ask me anything. I'd love to answer your questions, and if you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. Dwayne asks, just curious, have you ever come across something that looks like a great opportunity, but was way beyond your capabilities? Well, Dwayne, that is an awesome question. The short answer is yes. That's the only way to grow. But the further you are from your proven capabilities, the lower your chances of success are going to be. So if you know going into the venture that your chances of failure are real, you want to make sure that number one, you're bringing the best people with you with the most relevant experience on your team to improve your chances of success. And number two, you want to limit the risk on the downside so that if you do fail, the cost to you personally will be acceptable. And more importantly, the cost to your investors will be zero. It takes courage to do something that's unknown. After all, you might fail. Failure has all kinds of negative connotations in our culture. When you fail, you're a failure, or even worse, you're a loser. On the other hand, if you're a scientist running an experiment, then somehow experimentation is elevated to a higher stature. An experiment, by definition, has an unknown outcome. It may not be your desired outcome, but it will have an outcome, and the main purpose of an experiment is to learn. Therefore, an experiment can never really fail. So the question is, how do you undertake projects that can be a little bit of an experiment? I've done this several times in my career. I'll give you one example. This one's from the world of technology. The year was 2003. IBM had a division that designed and manufactured microprocessors. And I'd been a Tundra Semiconductor developing system controller chips that worked with IBM's microprocessors. Internally, IBM made a decision to focus their attention away from that processor business onto the Nintendo Wii, the Xbox 360, and the Sony PlayStation 4. They successfully managed to win the processor business for all three gaming platforms. That meant they needed a lot of processor designers, and they took those folks from another business inside IBM, net result of which that business was left languishing and with insufficient talent and resources. So I had the crazy harebrained idea to go out, raise the money, build the management team to go buy that division of IBM. I'd never raised $250 million in one shop before. I'd not run a business of that size with 100 customers. I didn't have the brand name to go down Wall Street and raise that kind of money. I started with an idea. The first person I called was someone who had been the general manager of a similar business. He had sold processors into Apple. He had ran an automotive microprocessor business and counted Mercedes, General Motors, BMW, Volkswagen, and Toyota among his customers. His name was Brian Wilkie. The venture was my idea, but I hired Brian to be my boss. I contacted the CEO of another chip manufacturing company, and she had previously run that same division inside IBM, reporting directly to the executive who had responsibility for that business. She became one of my advisors, and I brought on another five people on board with similar pedigree. I contacted the marketing manager who'd been part of a joint venture between IBM and Motorola for the design of those very microprocessors. And I contacted the design center manager who'd been part of that same collaboration. We put together an all-star team of the best in the industry. And once we had the right core team, then we went out to find the money. So Brian and I went down to New York City. We met with Credit Suisse First Boston with their private equity group. We met with Citicorp Ventures, who that year had been very aggressive about investing in technology buyouts. 
And as a result of these relationships, our pitch to IBM matched almost exactly what IBM was looking for in a partner, and they entered into exclusive negotiation with us. We spent three weeks at IBM headquarters negotiating 19 agreements around the clock. IBM wanted to close the transaction before March 31st of 2004. That was the end of the quarter. And a week before closing, the IBM management team delivered some bad news from one of their customers. That spooked our banker, who asked for additional time to complete the due diligence. And at that point, the IBM executive who ran the business said he needed the asset sale in the quarter to compensate for a loss elsewhere in the division. He was put on notice from the CFO of IBM that he should not deliver a negative surprise to Wall Street. The asset sale was required to prevent that embarrassment. At that point, IBM invited a California company called AMCC to bid on the business against us. Remember, we'd been in exclusive negotiations up to that point. And literally at the stroke of midnight, AMCC offered $100 million more than us and scooped out the business from underneath us. We were devastated. We had just lost. Well, we had lost a bunch of money on travel. We'd lost money we'd spend on new business cards. We'd ignored our families for about 12 weeks during this insane negotiation. It was a venture that had a lot of upside and an acceptable downside. So what did I get in the end? I learned how to raise money for a corporate buyout. I learned how to negotiate the agreements for a technology buyout. I learned how to raise a few hundred million dollars in a single investment. Now there is an epilogue to the story. A week after we lost the deal to AMCC, I called the CEO of AMCC and introduced myself. I told him he was crazy to buy the business with just money and without the expertise to run it. He needed our help. And about a month later, he brought us all on board to lead that newly acquired division. We were each able to step into the specific roles we had already designed for our own acquisition. So Dwayne, the answer is yes. Go do things that are way above your capabilities. Just don't do it by yourself. Do it by assembling your own all-star team. Now, folks, I realize this was a technology example and not a real estate example. Some of you may have trouble connecting with it. So if you really want a real estate example, just message me and I'll give you a real estate example. The process is exactly the same. For the listeners at home, as you think about that, go make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow. 